The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Time to release your mouse, turn your speakers way up, and hang on to your hard drive. As the SEO Rockstars log on to rock the net right out of the stratosphere. Prepare to optimize your Tuesday evening jamming and spamming with the always highly ranked SEO Rockstars. Guaranteed to be a night filled with great memory. Well, good afternoon, everybody. It's Tuesday, May the 5th, and we are back with a live... Second, my friend. May the 5th, May the 2nd. A bunch of fives floating around my desk, sorry. May the 2nd. Don't want to confuse the timestamp for people. And uh, back in the saddle this week. May, May the 5th is Cinco de Mayo. Ooh, yeah. And it also happens to be on a Friday. Very nice. Which means it's probably going to be a beer Friday around here. I'm thinking big time beer Friday. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often where it's actually on Friday, so... There you go. There you go. Are you going to be in the new digs by then, or are they still working on the renovation? Uh, yeah, you're going to hear them pounding some more. The carpet guys are still slaving away. Yeah, my buddy's got the carpet guys next door here, too, so you might get some banging off of this side as well. Yeah, it's great. So, I don't know. I mean, we may be in there. I don't think I'll have furniture in there by then, but... Well, nothing to trip over while you're drinking, then. No, the furniture's on a truck somewhere, and <laughs> the painters will be in there spilling paint on the new carpet because they came with the old carpet was in, painted the whole office, okay? All except the very end, they ran out of paint. So they left, and they went back to get paint, and they came back with the new paint and finished the little spot and then went around and touched up all the edges and anything that looked like a thin spot or whatever. Turns out the paint they had when they came back was not the same color. (laughs) So now in my big new empty office, I have all these weird splotches all over every wall. (laughs) I mean, really, you pretty much have to repaint the whole entire thing. Oh, that sucks. One of the two colors, you know what I mean? (laughs) And originally it looked like it was still wet, so we're like, all right, let's look at it in the morning. And, of course, the painter guys have yet to show back up to fix that. Oh, now well. the new carpet's done, so now they're going to be in there painting on top of the new carpet. And, uh, you know, the Internet connection's in, but the cabling guy's showing up tomorrow, and he's going to be tripping over the carpet guys who are going to be tripping over the painters. and it's just Fun uh, stuff, man. Fun stuff. It's just slow just, and painful, man. Well, and I see on the blog you, you've got a bunch of positions open as well that you're looking for. Because uh, like we keep staff. dreaming that someday we'll have an office to put people in and we can do that. So. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is you know, everybody that wants to work for me lives far, far, far away. It's True enough. Not, you know, like uh, England and uh, all over the all over the place. But you, you want you want your team local. Los Angeles. You want your team local, right? Yeah, you want it's, to definitely, be able to... it's definitely an in-house. But no, these are people that want to relocate. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's kind of so, cool. It is. It just adds, you know, more time. Exactly. I keep waiting for the 
perfect person who lives down the street to walk in the door and go, hey. But not happening so far. Oh, well. You're, other you're than that. Every day you're you're much closer to my world, man. Every single day. No, that's never going to happen, dude. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> We're a whole different thing. I'll, I'll never let it get that far. I'll have somebody pull the trigger first. <laughs> there you go. Good man. So I was away last week, did the SES Toronto thing. Yes. Which was, uh, it was a really nice little show, a lot smaller than, than the typical shows. There was maybe a thousand-ish people there. And it was really nice because you got to just hang out and, you know, spend a lot of time with guys like Chris Sherman and Danny Sullivan because it wasn't this, this crazy chaotic thing. So we got to just hang out a lot, spend a ton of time talking with uh, our good buddy Shoe Money and, and whatnot. It was, it was a really, really good show. Very, very relaxed. But uh, a lot of agency side. It was all like, all the Canadian agencies and all the agencies out of the, the northeastern states there. So there wasn't a lot of... of uh, Bunch of Canadians telling everybody how they're just as big and cool as the U.S.? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Our, dollar's almost, our, our dollar's almost on par now, man. There you go. Which sucks because I make U.S. dollars, so that, that's no fun. But Yeah, that's not but, working in your favor anymore. Not so much, no. But uh, aside from that, it's been a rather boring week and a half in the world of search. It has. There hasn't been, you know, anything, uh, any huge dramas lately. Um, you know, we followed up. We well, So it's been two weeks since we did a show. So the last show we did was our show on um, how to run your own shop and the ins and outs of that, right? Exactly. Yeah. And since that time... Um, the only real major thing is still, you know, 301 issues with Google and, and the MediaBot stuff got a little more clarified as far as how that all works or how it's supposed to work. And uh, other than that, we're kind of, you know, boring boring week so far. Heaven forbid the, all the uh, engines run stable for a few weeks, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of kind of weird. Um, but we did get some follow-up questions on, on our last show about that, so we'll definitely dive into that a little bit sure. and uh, talk a little bit more about, you know, somebody asked me specifically about visibility scores and uh, more more about how to structure the performance deals. Yeah, no, so, definitely, we, we only were able to sort of touch on the performance stuff briefly at the end of the show, so we'll definitely yeah, jump we in with more of that. really quick, and uh, I wasn't really able to spend much time on the blog last week to follow up with any of those, so uh, we definitely can get into that a bit. And uh, I, I, you have a, a new stalker that we can talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we do you know what, and the thing is, he's probably listening to the show right now. There you go. Well, why don't we do this? Let's uh, take a quick break. Bills. And then uh, we'll come back and we'll jump into more of the run-in-your-own-shop discussion. Stick around. SEO Rockstars. We'll be back after this short break. It's 
no secret. Linking with relevant sites is a dynamic way to enhance site traffic. Avoid using unethical practices to promote your website. Obtain quality, relevant links with linksmanager.com. Since 1999, linksmanager.com has been the leading choice for managing link campaigns by thousands of websites. Editor-based link management software makes relevant link exchange ethical, fast, and easy. No software to install. Free unlimited support. Try linksmanager.com free for 30 days. Accept no limitations. Here you go. Who are these people? Your customers. Customers? Yep. See, now that you're sharing all your media files through P2Pads.com, you know, like your MP3s, video files, software, pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And advertising all your sites through our global peer-to-peer network. Get to the point. Well, we're able to bring millions of your fellow surfers, basically, right to your front door. For more details, visit us at P2Pads.com. P2Pads.com. Expose yourself. Raising your ad inventory profits to the next level today is as simple as xy7.com, the only affiliate network giving you top payouts daily. Plus, you'll enjoy over 100 fresh high-converting offers, your own xy7.com debit card, good anywhere, and true 24-7 dedicated support. Our affiliate managers even sleep with their Blackberries. So why run your ads anywhere else? Let your site work harder for you today with xy7.com so you won't have to. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. VR Web. Commercials off. Now back to SEO Rockstars. Let's rock. Here's your host. Well, we're back for, uh, see if I can get it right this time, May 2nd live show. And before I forget, I wanted to mention that uh, it's not officially launched yet, but at the doors at Ad Center are wide open. Anybody can sign up. So I would head over to adcenter.msn.com if you've been waiting to get in there and play around because it's kind of a temporary, doors are wide open, testing sort of thing. They could close them again before the official launch. Yeah, I can but, hear the stampede now. Yeah, they're taking, they're taking uh, it's wide open. It hasn't been announced anywhere, so remember you heard it here first. But, wow. Uh, yeah. There's some benefit to actually listening to the show live. You bet. Because by the time somebody puts this on their iPod, they're going to be like, huh? <laughs> it's not really going to work. Exactly, exactly. But uh, so uh, that little bit of news aside, let's jump into addressing some of the questions from our show on starting your own shop and running performance-based campaigns. Yeah, let me cruise back here to the blog so I can remember exactly what the questions were. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, we're well prepared. Neither of us have the blog open. 
No, I did, and I just accidentally shut it somehow. Uh, let's start with visibility scores. Um, that's yeah. what you, you talked about, and that's something a little proprietary to what you've done, but I'm sure some people would love input on what exactly you mean by that. Well, you know, there's there's a lot of different programs that, that look at I mean, like Web Position Gold gives you a, kind of a visibility score. And basically, the idea is to give you an idea of where you sit as far as, A, how much potential traffic there may be, and how you are showing up in relationship to your competitors. And the idea that, you know, the, the approach that we take to it is that that can be a great metric to use for performance-based um, deals. So the idea being that if we understand the, you know, if we come to an agreed-upon what we call a keyword set that represents the core top-level terms that are being searched on with activity, and we have some kind of reference to those terms as far as popularity, like word tracker scoring and stuff, we can take those numbers along with the market share of the search engines and come up with a scoring mechanism that gives us the ability to generate a score not just for the keyword phrase and, and where it ranks on the page, but factoring in the popularity of that and also the popularity of the engine. So the idea being that a number eight position on Google for a term that gets searched on 2,000 times a day can be worth more to your overall visibility than a term that gets searched on 1,000 times a day that's number one in MSN because nobody uses MSN or a small sliver of people do. I'm just kidding. I love MSN. Um, so the idea, the thing is, if you use common, so we we basically take uh, information from Comscore, the stuff. Dan, you know, Danny's cool little pie charts, right? So we just, you know, and we have an automated program, obviously, that does that and, and generates a score. So I don't know where you could go out and do that. We don't sell our product, but you can do it manually if you want to. You know, you can well, it's it, it's the kind of thing that you know you get yourself a, a decent coder, and you can go, I mean, all this information is very much available to you through, you know, different tools at the search engines and, you know, the Comscore numbers and all that kind of stuff. And so you can you can aggregate those numbers together and then, and then run the math on them to, to spit out, you know, whatever sort of statistics you want to. And then I think, yeah, you know, and it, works, it works good for both sides because, Companies like to see, or they hate to see, when they're, you know, not even in the top 20. And for the purpose of the way we do it, we only calculate positions on the first page. So even though you might be getting some search in traffic, if you're not showing up on So we really just take a snapshot of, and in the course of doing this, a couple things that come out of it. Number one, you, you come up with a metric that you can use to progress uh, to track the progress of your your efforts for the whole entire campaign. In other words, you're not telling your client, you're not making deals saying, hey, you pay me X amount if I get you a number one position for this one keyword. What, you, what you're saying is, I'm going to increase your overall global visibility and put your message in front of more people that are looking for your products or services. Right. So this kind of deal gets a little bit, it's, it's not really... Perform. It's not uh, revenue-based as far as hey, you're going to sell a product, and I'm going to get a percentage of that. So it's it's a little more like traditional SEO, but it works well in, in situations where 
the client you're working with doesn't either have a product directly to sell or it's too complicated to track back-end sales kind of thing. So if they're confident in their ROI and their ability to convert and what they really lack is visibility, then it becomes a great way to track and you can build in bonus structures based on where in that tier you put them. Okay, so, you know, if I get you up into the top 10 most visible sites for your your terms, I get X amount. If I get you top 5, X amount, and, and so on. There's and, actually some, some really nice uh, analytics programs out there as well that, you know, for sites more so that where you are actually um, tracking sales and revenue, like a, a packages like Omniture and Core Metrics and stuff, you can actually go into those and track back revenue uh, on a per keyword basis. Right, and and if you have, I mean, if, if you can get access to that kind of data up front when you're putting together your 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 pitch to them, you can query their top money makers that you know the, what they've made the most money on, and query that back against their positioning, and then against the exposure and and the search volumes and stuff like that. And you can come up with some really compelling numbers, some very concrete numbers to say, look, you know, you guys are making, you know, ten thousand dollars. A month off of this key phrase, but it's only ranking on this page, and right. if we can move it up here and, and so forth, and that really, you know, that really puts some some concrete numbers to it and, and some value to what you're bringing them. Well, it helps you determine how easy or difficult the project may be. So, in all this, in this day, and there's a tracking. And the other questions that were coming up was was you know how do you go about tracking it? So you definitely need to use a third-party thing, in my opinion. I, I don't like to rely, and, and now that the there's so many different companies that offer JavaScript-based page tagging, and the page tagging stuff has gotten so good compared that I, I don't do a lot with raw log files anymore, like I used to. I can't remember the last time I looked at my raw log files. Yeah. So the, the thing is, is because these are third-party services, you can usually get the client to agree and they're not they're not turning over your you know you do this with a large client and they're cranking out gigabytes a day in log data so crunching that on your your laptop at home with an old copy of web trims isn't going to cut it right we actually had that come up with with a recent client where they were sort of you know in the in the midst of picking in an analytics program and this and that but we needed to set some sort of you know, baseline for traffic and, and search exposure and that kind of thing. And and so they're like, well, we'll just give you access to our logs. And, dude, it was gigs of data. Just yeah. Brought my poor computer right down to its knees for about two hours. And, and that's great for doing, um, you know, kind of backtracking. But another way is, you know, and the other thing about kind of these ideas is don't be super rushed into doing the deal. You, you can do a thing where you say, hey, I want to put our tracking code on your site for 30 days, mm-hmm. and I need to collect that data. They can have their own system in place because you can run more than one JavaScript tag on a page. So the idea is you you determine the, the system that's going to be used to come up with the data that you're going to base your success or failure on, and all that you know you pinpoint ahead of time. But you can do that and kind of run with it. Put the code on, let it run collect the data and look at it, and, and now you have the information you need to try to determine, you know, how difficult it's going to be. And the idea of looking for what we call the bottom feeder terms, which is, hey, here's this term that they're getting X amount of traffic on a day, 
and they're getting some conversion from it, and they rank number 47, right? So there's money to be made there if I can bring that up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that and that kind of becomes the key. So it sounds really complicated, but it really is just about a couple things. It is, it is the baseline principle. There always has to be a baseline of where they're at now so you can see where you can go. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to be able to track it, and then you just got to be able to move them up. And what you'll find is people will be more than willing to pay you well if you can accomplish that. Absolutely. And more more towards the, you know, the backside of the campaign. Yeah. Uh, just to back up one step on, on the third-party tracking, the nice thing about using a third-party tracking is it builds instant trust because you, you don't have to be worried about you know, whatever their tracking package is, and maybe they've got the tagging wrong or, or that sort of thing, and they don't have to worry that you have, you know, some kind of weird tracking thing that, that you're, you know, trying to make them look worse than they are and so on. When you right. have this third party, it's, it's impartial, just raw data that, that you can both base your, your terms upon going forward. Right, right. And that's, you know, that's pretty crude because a lot of times you, you don't want to run a situation where they can lock you out of the tracking and you can't see it. And um, obviously they could remove the code from their pages, but that would present problems as well. So, you know, and then that kind of leads you down the path of like, what else do you do to maintain some kind of control over the project? And how do you prevent a situation where somebody just gets rolling and then bails on the contract and takes off with your work and makes all the money for themselves. And well, I guess a lot, of, real, a lot of that comes back to the first part of the show last time where we were talking about how you structure your contract. And I mean, at the end of the day that you have to make the decision if somebody does bail on you whether or not you are going to you know, fire up the lawyers and chase them down. Yeah, you know, and that is you always obviously want to present it like you will, but when it comes down to it a lot of times it's on a case by case thing and it's it's just easier to let it go and start over. But that really gets into, and the biggest thing about all this is it's very relationship-based. It's it's not a cookie-cutter way to work by any stretch of the imagination. You can't say, hey, here's my product, fill out a form, click the PayPal button, and we're good to go. <laughs> just doesn't work that way. It takes a lot of time to get to know the client and what they are and, and researching their industry and it's it's a bit more labor intensive just even on the determining you know, who you're going to take sure. well, and quite quite often it turns out that you know the the people you know in 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 our world anyways the the people we wind up doing this sort of thing with are people that we've you know had drinks with three or four SES conferences in a row before you know building that trust and building that relationship before anybody finally pulls the trigger and puts ink to paper and you have the contract. Oh, absolutely. And and matter of fact, oddly enough, I mean, I really have, you remember the, the gentleman the, the from, I guess it was Chicago a year ago, still calls me the bed guy. The bed guy. He still calls Beard. me regularly. Today, he called me. And I just have been too busy, but I really like, and he's a project I'm going to get to at some point. And he's still, you know, but so over the time, even though he hasn't become a client, I've gotten to know him pretty well, and, and you know, I feel comfortable taking him on. Mm -hmm. But that's because 
he tracked me down at a conference. We sat, we had lunch, you know, and I had a lot of time. It, it, it evolved over, you know, several months. It wasn't just a boom, here we go kind of thing. And I think that helps reduce your risk in a big kind of way when it comes to, you know, how well. And as always with everything, it's always about managing a client's expectations. Promise less and deliver more is typically, you know, the best approach. Well, we've we've started uh, on on our end at Range. We've started doing some traffic forecasting, which falls sort of a little bit into the visibility world of of digging through those terms and where they rank, and you know this and that. And uh, you know, it's we try to make them aggressive enough to be interesting, but conservative enough that I'm dead sure we can we can hit that and exceed that target that we're putting on the paper. And then you go from looking good to looking great. That's the key right there. And once you do that, then that establishes the trust. And, you know, I mean, if you can sit there and tell a client, hey, you look at it and go, I could probably triple your sales. Don't ever tell them that. So it might increase your sales 75%. And then, and then, you know, if you fall short of the triple and you double it, you know, then you're still way ahead of the game. You make it look, you got to factor it in so still looks like a very nice return on the money that it's going to cost them to get there. I mean, you don't, you know, if if, 70, if increasing their traffic 75% is only going to increase their revenue by about what they're going to pay you, then, you know, you need to you need to adjust that a little bit. Um, but typically that's that's not going to be the case. If you know, if if it's a big enough client that you can put that kind of dollar figure on it, you're going to and the revenue is at that level, you're probably going to blow it out of the water. Because it's usually a very, you know, um, you know, we looked at one site just recently, and the only traffic they get naturally at all is brand. 100% brand traffic. Don't rank for anything else. Isn't that well, funny? I, you know, I think we can probably say a 75% revenue increase is going to be easily attainable with you know, a little bit of effort put out. Well, and they, you know, and the funny thing is that they they view that as search engine branding. Yeah. Like, look, building your brand with search is not about showing up for your name. It's about putting your name in front of people doing searches for the generic equivalent of your product. Right. Yeah. Starbucks showing up for coffee is way better than Starbucks showing up for Starbucks. If I type in Starbucks, I already know who the hell they are. Right. That's that's exactly right. You know, I want to make my I want to make that client's brand name synonymous with the generic equivalent. That's, that's totally building your brand with search. But that's and a whole as, other topic. As, as, as a little side note to that, one thing that that I run into a lot that I don't think anybody ever really addresses, and I don't know if it really fits into what we're talking about, but I'm going to go there anyways. Is is quite often, you know, we'll say, you know, when we're doing that visibility check and so forth. You know, the client will say, "Well, my competitors are X, Y, and Z." Um, and, and you know, an example would be, um, well, like, let's say Nike and their competitors are Adidas, Reebok, Converse, etc. Right. And so they, and so they're always, so that client is always, where do I rank in relation to, you know, the, the other dumbasses that don't get it? Right. And I say, well, you know what? That's you not know, who we care about. Exactly. And so I'll send out a report that says. You know, like a link popularity report, a visibility report, and I'll have these random, you know, shopping aggregators and stuff like that. And they go, well, those aren't my competitors. 
Well, uh, yeah. they're number one for yeah. running shoe. So I think you probably, you know, and, and there's a, still a big mindset that... Oh, it's hard know, to sell that. These brick-and-mortar people are competing with their related brands. That's, that rat right there is one of the reasons I quit your game. <laughs> because, honest to God, I, I can remember a VP of marketing type telling me that what we really need to do is go copy the meta tags off of their on-the-shelf competitor site. Who didn't rank either? But that, that 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 gets into the whole managing expectations and the, and the visibility thing, and you really got to sit down clearly from the beginning and explain the fact that my goal is to determine who is doing the best job in terms of search. So there's X amount of people in a given day sitting down typing in these words. Who overall across this whole set of phrases is being seen by the most number of people or having the potential now? That's not really talking about clickability, but as far as exposure, real estate. And uh, it's critical that they understand that that's that's the metric you're judging things by, is how well you do. You know, if you can get somebody to do a performance deal based on outranking their retarded competitors that don't know what they're doing, that'd be great. (laughs) Right? Because that's really shooting fish in a barrel. Because none of them... All right. You're ranked number 437 visibility-wise. Uh, we'll we'll bump you up to 420. Yeehaw! Rock and roll. And you'll be good to go. <laughs> it's but, it's not as bad as it used to be. I mean, a lot of these companies are still getting, you know, a lot more a lot more savvy online and and in what they're doing. But you still come across it pretty regular. And and it's you know often it takes sitting down with you know a laptop you know in front of you and the CMO saying. You know, what are your top terms? Let's go look. I'll show you, you know, in black and white and blue underlined text who your competitors are in the online world. And then it seems to trigger a little bit, and they go, oh, well, yeah, well, that makes sense. And a lot of the times, you know, it's people selling their product, you know, basically, yeah, okay, yeah, they still bought, you know, an English washer and dryer set, but they bought it from somebody you're only getting a, you know, a small margin on that, whereas they should have bought it right from your website. Well, and sometimes you can get them to get excited over the idea once they realize that there are no big shelf competitors in the space. So if they do get in there, talk about building your brand, right? You know, exactly. if, you, if you can go in and, and be a big, well-known brand and then compete against these generic terms against smaller companies that nobody remember your clickability is going to go through the roof. You don't even need to be number one. I mean, you can generate the kind of traffic down at the bottom of the page as the little guys at the top because when people see brandname.com, they gravitate towards that and click on it. So, Well, um, we got uh, we got a really good question here that just came up. Yeah, Gray Wolf, um, I, Gray Gray Wolf. got a bunch, and he th- th- that's kind of a follow-up of one he posted on the blog that I didn't get to. Do we, want to t- do we need to take a break, or do you want to do that now? Well, let's take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll address the offline deal. Right. So we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Stick around. SEO Rockstars. We'll be back after this short break.
other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Click Tracks. All new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zephoria.com, writes, Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. You wouldn't just tell your web hosting company to just give you the next available random domain name, so don't do that with your phone number. A toll-free number that matches your company name or service can be invaluable and give you an instant nationwide brand name. Try the free vanity number search engine at tollfreenumbers.com. But don't wait, because 1-800-YOUR-NAME may never be available again. Tollfreenumbers.com. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch searchmedia.com today. Commercials off. Now back to SEO Rockstars. Let's rock. Here's your host. All right. We, uh, we're back, and we're talking a little bit more about running your own shop, and we were going to just about get ready to dive into tracking offline uh, conversions, and I know that this is uh, definitely something that you've uh, got some expertise in, uh, Greg. Oh, it's something I've gotten reamed over. <laughs> I guess you'd call that expertise. No, the, the interesting thing, so uh, Grey Wolf's original question specifically was, uh, where where to go? How do you deal with building a price for service industries like a tax lawyer where the deal gets closed offline? And then farther down, I scroll down, and he says, uh, uh, basically, just to let you know, they're not going to share financials with me. Because that was my next point. All right, well, you need to know. So th- those become very tricky, and it's very common on a couple areas on the web. Uh, financial is, is one of them. Law, personal injury is real big on this, and, and it works different ways. There are some SEOs who have done deals where they're paid on, on the end result, which is usually a settlement of some kind. 
now. Or in the case like a tax lawyer where people use a thing, they call up, and, you know, same thing, data recovery service. I have a client in that space. We've talked about those deals, but most of the deals are closed on the phone. So people pick up the phone, they, they read the website, or they, and they call in. Um, there isn't a real great way to track that, but what you do need to do is try to come up with a ratio. You usually end up having to make it some kind of uh, CPA deal. So even on a business that's primarily lead, uh, the things happen on the phone, you, they typically do generate email leads as well. So we've done things where we we compare the two. You know, We know that that's just a small representation of the amount of leads they're getting, but we can charge accordingly for that. So we get paid X amount every time an email form cruises in. So if you're if the sales are offline and the company's not going to provide you open access to their financials or anything like that, it becomes very hard to track how good they're doing, and and it does become. But what you can do is get a handle on how much you know that's worth. So an example, like in the in the law space, those kind of deals are technically illegal to begin with. Um, an attorney, at least here in California, I'm pretty sure it's like that across the country isn't really allowed to pay a commission on a settlement fee unless it's to another attorney. So, number one, when you do deals like that, you're running under no contract. It's not something that can be put in writing, so they may or may not pay. And um, the upside is it's a huge payment if they actually pay you. The downside is they don't always pay you. So... The majority of in those spaces are done on a CPA action. So what I would suggest, like with the um, the CPA thing, is you have to number one encourage them to develop more online channels so you can track it, and then just make the rate much higher to compensate for whatever percentage you think are leads are being generated on the phone. Um, you can also do, you know, phone tracking based on numbers. Mm-hmm. Unique phone numbers. Yep. Under uh, numbers are your friend. They're cheap and easy to get. They're pretty cheap, and you can just say, "Hey, uh, where you actually route it?" It's almost like you know, it pretty much is paper call, I guess. Um, but where you can establish your own numbers to get put on the website, and then those numbers get relayed to the end user. And then you can get your, your basically so your call log right of how many through, calls so have come in and stuff like that. Right. So you can at least track the number of calls they're receiving. Um, you know, they're going to get general business calls and stuff, too, so it's not a perfect thing, but it can give you an idea. And if, if you know the basic value of the end result, even if you don't know how often for sure that's happening, you can you can put a higher number on the lead and work down from there. So well, the, the point of a lot of this that, that nobody really comes out and says is nobody wants to believe that everybody's trustworthy. And, and right. I, I don't want to say anything about working with lawyers. I don't want to you know, start making those jokes. But there's sort of a lot of this, well, we need to have our assets covered in this case, and if not going to show us our financials, how do we know that they're not you know, going to screw us and, and this and that. And, and honestly, in, in all the years that I've been doing this, I've basically been screwed for about maybe $2,000 lifetime in this business. There's, people are fairly trustworthy out there. At least I, I've, I've found See, in my experience. I haven't been officially screwed. 
but I have some deals that in this this realm that have yet to be paid on. That I haven't been told they're not going to be paid on, but you know it's the kind of thing you'll know if it happens because I won't be here next week. <laughs> Those kind of things. So in the in the bigger picture, and there's nothing wrong, you know, and like obviously we have several people, we have lawyers in the chat room who are confirming the thing about the crooked ways it gets set up, so you can get paid commissions on settlements. Um, but that's the other thing too. If you're getting the law business, uh, criminal defense is better than civil because there's no, you know, those are regular kind of fees. Right. If you call up the guy because you're arrested for a DUI, you're going to pay him a fee up front. So there's an immediate fee that could be commissioned out to the SEO guy that generated the lead. That's way quicker turnaround time than, you know, waiting for that multi-billion dollar settlement for the latest pharmaceutical that killed somebody. (laughs) Right? That's a long way out, that one. So you certainly can't... um, Bank your your business model on those big. It's it's cool. To, I, I've always thought that it's nice to throw those in there occasionally because you never know, and uh, you'd be surprised what ends up happening down the road. You could end up walking away with a bucket full of money. But those kind of spaces typically are done more often on a CPA because it's the only way. And I would say with the, you know, getting back to Greywood's kind of question is that maybe what you do is you know, explore building separate sites and keeping control of some of the properties yourself, you know. We were talking recently with a a similar situation, and basically what we did is negotiated the to deal, basically control the site. They have two separate sites that have been built over time, and one of them they use for PPC, and the other one isn't ranking well, and it's unique content, but it's like, okay, in the course of this deal, we're going to take that site and bring it into onto our servers and our control. So you can have your PPC. You already had that coming in. You're going to make your money from that. We're going to take over this site and and handle everything. And we're just going to spit you leads. And in that kind of situation, which now means, you know, if you're going out and buying links and these kind of things, don't the other thing too is don't go to a client and say, hey, here's what you need to do. You need to go buy the links. You just take your money and you buy them yourself. Mm-hmm. So you control the relationships with the links that are powering these sites whether it's the clients or not. In the event they stiff you, you can remove those and hopefully cause them to drop back down in the cellar. you, you got to have a fallback position. You do you have to have, have the client you holding know, all the set cards. things up um, in such a way that there's you probably have the ability to, you know, pull things out. Maybe you could put some hidden spam in it and rat yourself out if they don't pay <laughs> you. You know what I mean? The hidden cloak content that doesn't get indexed until the check doesn't clear. <laughs> and then Oops. you rat out your own stuff. wonder what that robot.txt file was doing there. Yeah, well, you know what? That's funny because now we had a similar situation. Um, I was working with a client where I had access to their server, and um, they got to a point in the contract where they decided that they wanted to do something. Anyways, it was a contract that had quite a bit to run on it, and they just wanted to quit all of a sudden. And, uh, you know, I just threw a little mod rewrite in there and redirected their sites other places <laughs> until I was confident that the contract would be back where it needed to be, kind of thing. So, 
don't be afraid to set little things like that up. That's not a... And you can sometimes kind of negotiate that stuff, you know. If it's... Um, especially if they're starting from nowhere. And if they have a brand new domain that's... You're going to start from scratch anyway. It's going to be a long haul anyway. So, you know, make part of the deal that you use a domain that's controlled by you. If you're doing a time a time deal and you, you know, say it's a two- or three-year deal, and we talked last time about the deals having a sunset clause where at some point they get to keep get their stuff back. Um, it makes it a lot easier to get these kind of deals if you incorporate that. But what you can do is say during the term of this contract, this is going to be the domain it's run on. You know, and that way... Um, even if you just own the domain and you're pointing at their their site, you control the DNS and you have a little recourse. Exactly. Exactly. So well, that's uh, I mean, it's some really I mean, some really solid advice. I mean, structuring performance deals is it's very very tricky to do, and especially when you start moving into a lot of the bigger stuff. I mean, it's pretty straightforward, you know. Site A sells product B, and they sell X products, and it's this price, and their margin is this, and their profit is that. And I mean, those deals are easy to put together, but they're not, they're not typically the big dollar deals. Well, then um, you know that's the other thing because one of the other follow up questions we had was, how do you go about selling this when you're not like a well known guy in the business? And I think this is this is a. It has the potential to it be a easier sell. It really now, yeah. The difference well is, difference is, okay. I, you know, in like my case, I have an advantage because people approach me because they know I do this kind of stuff, and so I get people. Hey, would you consider working with us this way? But in the beginning, I mean, I did my first deal like this in 1998. You know, for some for the sale of some Israeli martial art videos, and I think I got like you know. 50 bucks a set that got sold and and uh, didn't make huge money but it, it worked out at the time because the thing is is the client at the time was strapped for cash they're they're a big thing now but at the time they were broke and, and it became much easier to pitch that so I think you know and once you've done a couple and you like anything you have to have you know some kind of portfolio of success typically um, but the nice thing is, is you can present it two ways. You walk in and say, here are my normal rates, just in case. And here's how, you know, but we, you know, we believe in the product and we think you have a great thing and we'd be willing to discount that in exchange for, you know, some back-end revenue. And then that'll bring the price down to a point where you typically can ink the deal. And then it's just about, you know, and believe me, you're going to take on some and they ain't going to work out. I don't I don't know any real way of getting around the fact that some are going to totally flop. It it's going to happen. You're going to make you're going to make mistakes starting out in this business. You're going to make mistakes 10 years into this business. Right. It's the way it goes. Uh then you, you know, you just Hopefully you start winning more than you lose though. And at the same time, you can run out and, you know, just start becoming an affiliate, a traditional affiliate, and see how the whole mm-hmm. things are structured. I mean, that's... that's. A, but, you know, it's funny because I, I got a call from a friend who will be remain unnamed today asking me about a site that might have got hammered. But he's a guy that used to be in a big service SEO thing, and his company's moved 100% to, you know, affiliate relationships. They don't do any regular client work anymore. 
and because uh, it's just better working relationships and more profitable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's 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 a good way to steer, and definitely where I would start if I was starting over from scratch. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a tough balance to move from one business model to the next, um, de- depending on on your specific situation. You know, if you're you know going in and working on some large corporate sites and stuff, I mean that SEO is pretty straightforward. And if you try and tran- transition out of that into, okay, I'm just going to go work in the affiliate space, manage affiliate relationships, that sort of thing, then all of a sudden you're launching all your own sites from scratch, and you don't have that that big brand power behind you and all the SEO is, is then you have to actually more work. complicated. But the the payday has the potential to be so much more. You have to you actually do real work. Can you imagine that? Real work. Oh I do real work. Compared to those those big that big brand stuff. I spent all day spent all day in, at S at both days at SES in my room doing work. Really? It was not oh, a typical conference for me. Oh. Schumann even blogged about it. He was like, you know, what the hell? Oil man was in his room all day working. Yeah, it's that weird. Life goes on. Tell you what, let's uh, let's take one last break here, and then uh, let's spend the last few minutes of the show um, talking about your new friend. Oh God! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. SEO Rockstars. We'll be back after this short break. Raising your ad inventory profits to the next level today is as simple as xy7.com, the only affiliate network giving you top payouts daily. Plus, you'll enjoy over 100 fresh high-converting offers, your own xy7.com debit card, good anywhere, and true 24-7 dedicated support. Our affiliate managers even sleep with their Blackberries. So why run your ads anywhere else? Let your site work harder for you today with xy7.com so you won't have to. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. It's no secret. Linking with relevant sites is a dynamic way to enhance site traffic. Avoid using unethical practices to promote your website. Obtain quality, relevant links with linksmanager.com. Since 1999, linksmanager.com has been the leading choice for managing link campaigns by thousands of websites. Editor-based link management software makes relevant link exchange ethical, fast, and easy. No software to install. Free unlimited support. Try linksmanager.com free for 30 days. Accept no limitations. Here you go. Who are these people? Your customers. Customers? Yep. See, now that you're sharing all your media files through P2Pads.com, you know, like your MP3s, video files, software, pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And advertising all your sites through our global peer-to-peer network. Get to the point. Well, we're able to bring millions of your fellow surfers, basically, right to your front door. For more details, visit us at P2Pads.com. P2Pads.com. Expose yourself. 
commercials off. Now back to SEO Rockstars. Let's rock. Here's your host. Well, we're back. Last, uh, last little segment of uh, this show, and uh, we're taking a step away from the seriousness of running your own business. And uh, I, was, I was chatting with, with my co-host, uh, Webb Rilla, earlier today, and he mentioned he, he has a new online friend, and, and uh, he really seemed to want to discuss this problem with us on the air. Well, it's, a, it's kind of a bigger issue relating to the show in general. It is actually so, very, very good point. So the great thing is, is a lot of people listen to the show, and it gets downloaded quite a bit, and, and byproduct of that is that we get a lot of contact offline from people who listen to the show. And it's 99%, you know, it's, it's always positive, and, and typically sometimes that contact turns into, you know, hey, can you help me with my site thing. And it becomes difficult because, you know, I, I try to help as much as I can, but it's, it's, you're busy and, and time away from paying clients and all that kind of stuff. So, it's, we you know we used to call them brain suckers, right? I think we still do, actually. We do, <laughs> and uh, so so I get this interesting little story. So, a guy that listens to the show, um, who lives not in the same country as me, called me up. Just you know, I answer the line I don't normally answer, and it's like, hey. So just generally for a lot of questions, we spent a lot of time on the phone, and basically he was upset because he had some content hosted on Google Pages that was ranking really well and got dumped. And he was, you know, why'd my site get banned? I'm like, well... Speaking, uh, speaking of Google Pages, just for two seconds, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a Google Pages for the V7N contest that's yes, like ranking that. in the top, top results. I saw that, yes. Nifty. Spamming and jamming. Anyways. And so, you know, this... So, you know, I'm just trying to explain to him there's no way in, like, in two minutes I can tell him why he's banned. That that's a long process. And and then he was, you know, really upset with the whole thing that Google won't answer him. And, you know, I'm trying to explain to him how the whole system works. And they're never going to tell you why they banned you, blah, blah, blah. So... We hang up, and he sends me an email with his sites in it, asking me to go see his sites. And then the following day, I get a phone call, and he's upset that I didn't respond to him. Because I went to, you know, it's like, did you get my email? Yeah. Did you go, well, no, I didn't really go look at it. I don't, you know, kind of you're not a client, and I don't have time to just, so I haven't really looked at it. So we spent another 20 minutes on the phone. And so after the phone call... And he, I'm feeling bad because he seems really distressed that he got banned and, you know, has nobody to help him and he's got this great site and can't figure it out. So after the phone call, I go back, I find the email, and I go look at the site. Guess what I find? I'm going to take a wild stab at... I'm going to put it in the chat room. Oh, dude. <laughs> well, it's already been banned, so... Yeah, I'm not, not going to say the address... By. But not, anyway, not one of those instances where we're going to get something banned because we talked about it. Yeah, let, let's just say no. It's already torched. Yeah. So I'm going to take a stab at it was very keyword rich. Oh, very. Kind of it actually chip. looks like something you did. <laughs> oh come on! One <laughs> of your little auto-generating tool kind of thing. Do I don't do that anymore, man. I'm on the straight and narrow. I've seen the light. 
you know. Um, but anyway, it's there's just so the whole thing is because I never actually looked at the site. I'm only having these pretty long conversations with the guy, feeling kind of bad for him and and trying to explain to him how, you know, you can't sue Google for dumping your stuff. People have tried it; doesn't work. It's their engine; they can do what they want. You oh, know, especially if it's Google Pages. Oh yeah, and, I, and I'm totally telling them I'm like you know sign up for a sitemaps account because they're going to start telling people why they're banned, so maybe you'll get some info there. And then he asked me if I could generate the sitemaps thing for him, put my programmers on it, and, and so. But ultimately, long story short, and you know it's like I, I really good. I try to help as much as I can, but the amazing thing about this was what he was really needing help with was just a total pile of crap that absolutely positively should be kicked out. And so when I actually got to the site and saw all the pages, I was just kind of like, I can't believe that I wasted that much time talking about something that, you know, it was really, really weird. I think he's probably going to take you off his start items on his blog now. Famine and Jammin' with Craigslist and Greg Bozer. Well, you know. It's linked on his blog. And the the thing is, oh, he also wanted us to use it as a topic for the show, so we because it was an important issue. He thought that the way Google was randomly banning stuff and not telling people why they're banned and that's just wrong. So, you know, it's just like I, I I'm just at a loss as to why he would think that that was an okay site. But you, you you're definitely right. The larger issue, and and it's not just this show. It's you know I'm, I'm sure that that uh, Dave and Mickle with StrikePoint and you know uh, Jen uh, Jen Sense is going to have her own show and I mean she's going to get all kinds of email off that and and it's not that we don't want to help people we really don't we're just you know when we're we're here doing the show that's great if you see us at a conference and we're having drinks you, well, if you keep buying those store. drinks we'll help you all night yeah <laughs> but you know in the middle of our work day when we're kind of doing our thing that's sort of one thing and you know I find it often you know I'll forget I have the webmaster radio uh chat room open. Uh-huh. And uh and I'll find that I've been ignoring private messages all day long. Uh, please don't anybody take offense to that. I just didn't see them for the most part. Typically when I'm in the chat room that kind of means I'm available to hang out a little bit. Right. But it's it's it is a tough it is a tough call because it's kind of fun helping people and pointing out some stuff and it, it helps keep keep the love flowing, very hippie sort of way, but it's yeah, very, you know, very full days. You know, and it gets into, maybe we should do a follow-up show on brain suckers. <laughs> because I can remember in the early days, it, you know, when you're really eager to answer the phone, I'm not as eager to answer it anymore. Mm-hmm. But in the early days, you know, you were really, really eager to get a lead, and it used to happen all the time. And now you can just kind of, you know, you can, now I can tell them right away. It's like, yeah, you have no intention of becoming a client. And and the same thing with, you know, people asking for proposals. And the, the really, the really, really annoying ones are, are the guys you meet at a conference. And then they, uh, they drop an email after the fact. And they work for, you know, big brand name that clearly has the money to, to hire SEO. And, yeah. you know, and then they're like, hey, man, I was wondering if you'd just take a second and answer this question I had about, you know, mod rewrite on my whole website. 
I don't. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, and it went down. It went down all. You know, even to the point of reporting tools. Are you searching commando? What do you think oh, of yeah. commando? Uh, I was like, yeah. uh, you know, they're all. They all do the same thing. Somebody in the chat room found his keyword ranking reports for the terms he ranks for that are now gone. And I have no idea, you know, it's the terms are weird. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's not a good approach to take. I don't think. No. It's, uh, but it's, by the same token, you know, I think a lot of these, you know, guys out there are, are struggling and it's it's hard to find that specific information that they're looking for in in the forums and, and all the all the noise uh, that's out there, and, and you, you kind of get stuck a little bit, you know, wondering you know where to go, right? And then hey, these these people have radio shows and this and that, and they seem to be helpful. They like to speak at conferences and give away advice. I'll drop them an email, and it you know we're not jerks. We don't want to turn it away, but sometimes it's just not it just doesn't fit. Just a day, or, or my point a, is, just a quick free answer thing. You should, if you're going to listen to this show, you should at least be to the point where you would understand your own spam, right? I would, I would think so. It wasn't about the time that the guy spent, that I spent on the phone with the guy. It was the fact that he portrayed himself as an innocent victim of the big Google machine, and you know. There are people like that that disappear for technical glitches or whatever, and, you know, I do a lot of work trying to help get people back in or help diagnose those problems, and that's it's, it's stuff I enjoy to do because I understand how important that is. So this whole time I'm talking to him, I'm thinking about this is like his, his site where he earns his living from, and, you know, it's just an auto-generated doorway spam thing <laughs> it's like what are you kidding me you don't know why you're not in the engine anymore don't quite get it it happens it happens but uh dude that about rounds out our show cool so maybe we'll work on brain suckers part two brain suckers part two maybe how we'll try and try and scare up a guest how to deal with the brain suckers yeah it'd be nice if guests potential guests returned your emails well, he did return my email, oh, really? but he uh, but he kind of dodged out. You he know, dodged out of himself showing up. Yeah, he was like, "I don't really work on that side." For the, I, I emailed Paul Gardy uh, for any of you out there that are curious what we're talking about. Um, Paul Gardy was a uh, senior vice president over at uh, Ask, formerly Ask Jeeves, and uh, good good friend of ours. Like to hang out with him a lot, and he was He's really involved. Search. Yeah, he, but he he kind of. Now that he's CEO of, of IAC, he's he's telling me he's a little removed from search, and he's more than happy to send some other sacrificial lamb to come on the show. So, you know, we might say whether we get Paul himself or not. We'll, we probably in the next next few weeks here, we'll definitely get lined up um, somebody from Ask to come on the show. Because we do believe that they're up and coming, and and more and more, I mean, more and more people, even if they're not bringing you traffic. Clients will probably start asking about them because of the television commercials. So, yeah, the commercials are great. We'll definitely talk about those. It's almost time to start learning how to spam. Ask. It's uh, it's probably not too far away from from that day. There's 
there is some good traffic there. Now that they actually are showing results, it's not just all ads above the fold. Well, what's interesting, too, they must be growing their database because now I'm seeing stuff creep in that would have never been there before. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they kind of look like a regular old engine. Exactly. So that's cool, though. I wish them all the best. I'd like to see them come on and be a strong uh, fourth, fourth player. But I'd like to see Microsoft buy them and actually get a decent algorithm, but that's a whole... That's a whole another show. Anyways, uh, watch the blog, folks. We'll get something up in the next couple days regarding what's going to happen next week so we can start pooling your questions and stuff either for the Brain Sucker Show or for a potential guest. And uh, we will see you all in seven days.